Today on the Word of Truth Revealed. Thank you, God. Why are you running after these religions? They all came after Jesus died on the cross. The only religion that was here before that is what that's standing today is Judaism. Glory to God. Had many religions, but once God erected himself, the one, the three major ones in the world today is Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And Christianity is older than Islam. So why are you running to these inferior things when you got the best? Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's word within the framework of their environment. Today, Bishop Clark uses the first chapter of Luke verses 26 through 36 as the background scripture for part two of the message, the powerful effects of the blood of Jesus. My judgment has been satisfied and I'm at peace with God. Now this, uh, to me, I can talk about this for six months. I'm at peace with God. And this is why if you're going to be really effective in the kingdom, uh, a lot of us, especially in the African-American church, were, were preached to a lot when we first got saved. I mean, hard preaching. We shouting and going on. But we have very little understanding of doctrine. And if you lay the proper foundation, even if you're playing music, stop trying to play every song. Learn the foundation. What are the keys? C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. You know, you got to know the keys, then the sharps, the majors and the minors. And then you got to learn all of the chords. And once you got the foundation, once the foundation is there, da, 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 and you're doing that on a regular basis in every key going up and down, 52 different ones every week, practicing until you got it down. Then you can start learning how to play Kurt Franklin. Once you lay the proper foundation, you can play anything. It'll come almost natural. Whoa, that's a, oh, 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 Beethoven up in the house of God. But if you want it easy, oh, I can play, I can play, and don't really learn the foundation, you'll be limited as you start climbing the ladder. It's the same thing with preaching. Do you know doctrine? Learn the doctrine of the faith. Glory to God. The doctrine of God, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, the doctrine of the blood. Once you know the doctrine, they can, there's at least 52 of them. Now you can start preaching on mankind and preaching on this and developing your philosophy of ministry. But if you don't know that, you're developing a philosophy without the doctrine, they may not coincide. Thank you, Jesus. And so when you understand that judgment has been satisfied and you're at peace with God, that's the doctrine. Now you preach the truth to God's people. Instead of God going to get you, God going to get you, God going to get you. Well, if you appropriate the blood, he stops. He, he, he stops. There's a, a man in the Bible, God says, told a prophet to go to him and tell him, today, put your house in order, you shall surely die. He turned his face to the wall. God, I need you to give me. And before the prophet got out of the courtyard, he changed his mind. Go back and tell him I'm out in 15 more years. But we don't like to preach that part of God. Just the fact that he's going to get you and he's going to kill you. And what happens is people get locked up and they're just serving God because they're angry. And God doesn't, or you're afraid and he doesn't move like that. I don't want any one of my children walking in the house. Can I get some water, please? Please? 
please. I don't want you mad at me, Daddy. I want him to walk boldly. Daddy, I need some water. Can I get some water? You sure, baby. What's your last name? Your last name, Clark. You can get as much as you want. <laughs> now, your friends, they better ask. <laughs> they don't walk in this house doing anything they want. That's your privilege, not everybody's. See, and when you're a child, a citizen of the kingdom, of the king, you should be able to move boldly now. He sanctified me. He helped me. He delivered me from myself. You'll do more damage to your own mind than anything the devil can do. Oh, God help me. This is out of Isaiah. I love it. Chapter 53 and verse 5. But he was wounded for my, our transgressions. He was bruised. For my, our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace. In other words, I should have had the same bludgeon on my back, but he took it. It was the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, his blood shed, we are healed. You don't have to pay for that. He did it. And you got to start saying it. Jesus took care of that for me. And it'll help you in your worship. Even when you feel some kind of way, it'll make you slip your hand up and say, thank you, Lord. I got some pretty dark stains that only the blood can cover. This dye, that red dye, we talked about it in the staff meeting, it's hard to get rid of it, even if you try to remove it. Years later, they can spray some type of chemical on it, and you'll see it on the walls. You spill blood, pow, shoot somebody. Years later, they can paint over it. They put a chemical up there, you can see it, the pattern on the walls, because that's how he made it. It's always screaming. And the blood of Jesus is screaming. I cleansed them. I took care of it for them. They don't have to pay for it. Even though Satan is constantly flagging our sins up before God. But what Jesus said, I took care of it for them. You put your faith in the blood. We put our faith in faith. Oh, I got to have more faith because I need cause. No, put your faith in God. Faith needs an object to work. And you don't put faith in faith, you put faith in the object of faith, which is God. And we're expanding that. Put your faith in the blood that was shed for you. Glory, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at number eight. This is out of the book of Joel, chapter 3 and verse 21. The bloodstream of his people, Israel, will be purged. Now, when I look at this passage I'm looking at scriptures tied to the blood. Look what he says. For I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed. For the Lord dwells in Zion. In other words, because I chose you, even though you didn't do well, you didn't do right, you failed. But I'm even going to cleanse your blood. The blood of whom I have not cleansed. In other words, you didn't repent. You didn't do what was right. But I'm still going to work some things out. For in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Same, same book. Same prophet. But look at this. I've never preached from this. I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed. In other words, there's a redemption coming to the people of God. I'm talking about to the Jewish nation. You also need to read Romans chapter 9 and Romans chapter 11. Thank you, God. 
And their forsaking has caused the Gentiles to come into covenant with the Lord. How much more their redemption? Glory to God. Let me just help you with some stuff as well. When Jesus died, the scripture says he went into the grave, but he didn't just stay to laying there. The scripture says he went into hell. And he preached to those people for three days. And when he ascended out of the dungeons, he had them locked in his train. And I believe he cleansed their blood. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we need to read the scriptures to start seeing how powerful he is. There's no one on the face of the earth as powerful as Jesus. He went into hell, but when he ascended out of it, he led captivity captive. He ascended with them locked in his train. That's what you need to see. If you could see uh, the depths uh, or, or, or you could see into the earth, you would have seen a light coming up out of the center of this earth, pulling souls out of hell. That's what Jesus did. And all because of the blood. The blood is efficacious. It saved then. It's saving now. And it's going to save in the future. It's so powerful. It goes retrograde. It deals with where we are right now. And it's even seeping into our future. That's how powerful the blood. God was so satisfied. He allowed the blood to saturate the heavenlies. And he purified even the things that you see. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Y'all still with me? Let's go deeper. I'm cleansed through the blood. Number 10. Are we on number 10? Number 9. I am cleansed through the blood of Jesus. I'm cleansed. That's 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. Good Bible study. I am cleansed through the blood of Jesus. And when you start hearing people making statements like this, you should be able to help them. This is why you need the blood of Jesus. Do you love him? Appropriate the blood. Get saved. Let God touch your life so you can be free from this stuff. I'm cleansed. This is 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now this is right here in the Bible. It's right there and God wants you to ingest it. Eat the flesh of the lamb. I like this. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And this is why fellowship is so hard in the local church because everybody's not walking in the light with Jesus. When you start walking with Jesus, we're all in the light. Then we can have fellowship with one another. But if you're not walking in the light, the first thing you see is the darkness and everybody else. You start walking in the fellowship with Jesus in the light of the fellowship with Jesus. Then you can have fellowship with everybody else. And if you're walking with Jesus, you can't isolate yourself. He requires us to come together in partnership, in fellowship. Notice the scripture. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And so that's why a lot of people can't walk with me because I'm trying to walk with Jesus. So if you want to walk with me, let us walk with Jesus together. Then we can walk together. Instead of trying to identify with you and identify with you and identify with you, but still coming to church to identify with Jesus. Let all of us walk with Jesus. Then we can have fellowship with one another. Do y'all understand that? And it happens through the blood who cleanses all of your sins. And when you walk in the light of his counsel, you're not constantly with a magnifying glass trying to find flaws in people. You realize, but such were some of you. That means all of us need to call on the name of the Lord. My God. 
Glory to God. All of us need to call on the holy name of Jesus. I'm only cleansed through the blood. Not because of me or anything I've done, but I can put my confidence in him. After Sunday service, I went in my office. Several people came in weeping because they got a revelation of the blood covering. And the Holy Spirit fell on me to repent that I have not exercised the blood. If the blood is this towel, then I need to preach under it. I'm covered under the blood of Jesus. Not covered under the anointing. The anointing has power because of the blood. Again, lay the proper foundation. It is the blood that flows. It's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. And because I stand in the blood and I'm covered under the blood, the anointing saturates my life. That's why I can't talk about charisma or who I am. I have to give him praise and give him glory because I'm walking in the light of his counsel. I'm walking in the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God. Number 10. This is out of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. I'm packing you up tonight. Eat this flesh. Flesh of my flesh. Thank you, Jesus. I have the power to overcome the enemy. Revelation 12 and 11. And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of, their, the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. That whole passage right there is totally thrown out when we quote the scriptures. We only say, we're overcome by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of the, look, but now we're martyrs. They did not love their lives unto death. In other words, you can get so caught up with Jesus. It's not about you anymore. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. In other words, in the natural, you couldn't see him. And we're supposed to walk with God in such a way that when people look at us, they don't see us. It's like Jesus is walking here. Wow, man. That's something unique about that person. I can't see who they used to be. You walk with him until you are not. Until you are not. You love not your life. It's not about, well, they don't say that to me. Don't you ever say that to me. I'm dead. I'm a martyr. Hallelujah. It's not about how you can pull me. I'm here for the purpose of God. I'm totally covered in the blood of Jesus. Glory. Way too much flesh in us, man. Somebody say something to us. We Christians are almost about to cut somebody out at Walmart. Don't you ever say that to me. We're supposed to walk with God in a way where we're not operating like that. The peace covers us. I have what you not. You got, you got, you got what I want. No, I got what you need. Man, I'm covered under the blood. I'm sanctified by the power of God. All that stuff you're going through, man, you got a bad day. You had a bad day? Yeah, look at you. You need to come under the blood too. You crazy. Going off on people, losing your mind. That's not how that works. Living like that every week. No. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. It passes understanding. You could be so peaceful, people can't understand how you deal with stuff. I'm not saying we don't go through moments where we have to rise up, but you don't live like that every week. Every day on the edge. That's not that life that he wants us to have. Get under the blood of Jesus. 
We're at number 11. This is out of Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. I'm no longer under the curse of the law. You're no longer under the curse of the law. The Hebrew writer says almost all things are purified. Almost all things under the law are purified by blood. But he says almost all things. Which means the law was imperfect to cure your sin nature. You needed a greater sacrifice than the law of Moses. Look at Galatians 3 and 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. For it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Now the Romans introduced the cross. That did not come from Israel. Israel capital punishment was always done through stoning. But the Romans brought in the cross. Yet Isaiah prophesied about a death on a tree. And then Daniel saw a giant figure with, with um, clay and iron mixed together. We believe that the image that Daniel saw was of the nations that would rise up. The Greek Empire. The Roman Empire. Alexander the Great. The, the Great Leopard. Who covered much territory very quick. Glory to God. The Romans brought in the iron and the roads. And this clay image had in it iron. But then there was a rock that was hewed out that had rolled down the hill and hit the image and destroyed it. And then that rock filled the land. Who is the rock? I don't know why you won't get with him. Every other kingdom is going to fall. And his kingdom is going to rise up. If you get with Jesus, you got the best. If you get with Jesus, you got the best. Why settle for the less when you can have the best? <laughs> Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Sin, sickness, and disease. That's what the law brought on us. Look at this. Having become a curse for us. Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. As Moses, Jesus said, this is John chapter 3. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the tree. And I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I'll say, why in the world would Jesus associate himself with the serpent of brass that Moses lifted up on that pole in the wilderness in the book of Numbers? Fiery serpents biting the children of Israel. They murmured and complained. Here comes the fiery serpents. They were, they were dying by the thousands. God told Moses, I want you to take a serpent of brass, craft it real quick, and lift it up. Just hold it up like this. And anyone that looks to it by faith, I'll save them from the venom that's in their body. Then Jesus picks it up and says in John chapter 3, as, the son, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must I be lifted up. And he associates himself with that serpent of brass. Even now, when you look at medical science and look at the emblem for healing, you'll see a serpent on some type of stick or pole. 
Glory to God. I was preaching this one time. The girl said, that came from the Greeks. I said, the Greeks stole it from Moses. <laughs> Greek mythologists saw Moses talking about a God. So they came up with many gods. Why are you reading these philosophists? God is the first. He's the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We're not copying anybody. We're not copying Islam. Islam came after Christianity. You need to know that. Jehovah's Witness came after Christianity. Muslims, uh, Mormons came after Christianity. When you got Jesus, you got the best. Thank you, God. Why are you running after these religions? They all came after Jesus died on the cross. The only religion that was here before that is what that's standing today is Judaism. Glory to God. Had many religions, but once God erected himself, the one, the three major ones in the world today is Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And Christianity is older than Islam. So why are you running to these inferior things when you got the best? Thank you, God. And that's why you lay the proper foundation, you preach truth. Get the truth, and everything else becomes a lie. And if they teach you how to find counterfeit money, they don't show you, they don't show you counterfeit money. They show you the dollar bill and make you study it. You study it so much that any counterfeit, you say, that's not real, because I know what the real thing looks like. And that's what you need to do with God. Learn the word and everything else. Ah, that's not right. That's, that don't even fit. It doesn't make sense. Thank you, Jesus. Don't get weary. We every once in a while, we need a Bible class. Number 12. This is going to be good. I've been reclaimed from the enemy. I've been reclaimed from the enemy. Ephesians 1 and 7. In him we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I have been reclaimed. I have redemption through his blood. I've been reclaimed from the enemy. Which means I told you we were born in a world that has fallen. And the enemy had a license for your life. But because of redemption through his blood. He has reclaimed you. He has graced us with the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace in Christ. Ah, thank you, God. Someone told me that they feel led to read the book of Ephesians, and I begin to rejoice because Ephesians, the entire book, really speaks of the triumphant church. If you want to know where the church is going, it is the triumphant church. That's what you need to see. And it's going to t- each chapter is going to tie you to the triumphant one. And his name is Jesus. You want to be victorious? You need to know that book. Every chapter is going to tie you back to his plan. Through the blood, we're no longer strangers. We're no longer strangers or vagabonds. You don't feel like you fit in? That means you need more of an understanding of the blood of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12. You're not a stranger to the covenant of promise. That at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope 
This is where you were and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't feel like I fit in. Well, that means you don't know what the blood, the blood is supposed to bring you into covenant and into a family relationship with God. You're never alone when you have the blood of Jesus. You may see it or it may sense, you may sense it or you may feel like it. But in your faith, you need to know that you're part of a family. Bishop Merton L. Clark and the entire Trim Nation invite you to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Coming into focus Wednesday, April 1st, Friday, April 3rd, and Sunday, April 5th. 2020. Our 25th anniversary celebration kicks off on April 1st at 7 p.m. with our Wednesday night service with guest speaker, Pastor Clyde Oliver of Maranatha Christian Center. On Friday night, April 3rd, the celebration continues at 7.30 p.m. as the entire Trim Nation, from near and far, come together for powerful praise and worship, phenomenal fellowship, and an inspirational word by Pastor Tim Franklin, pastor of Freedom Christian Center. Then on Sunday morning, April 5th, for both the 8 and 11 a.m. services, the celebration explodes to the next level as we wrap up our 25th year celebration with a worship encounter unlike any other. Joining us as we conclude our celebration is our special guest speaker, Pastor Willie Battles of Unity Temple International Fellowship, Williston, Florida. All celebration services are free and will be held on the ministry campus of Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Hi, I'm Bishop Merton L. Clark, and I would like to extend a personal invitation to all of you to come in and celebrate with us during our 25th church anniversary celebration. It is our Coming Into Focus celebration. You don't want to miss this. I'll see you there. Coming Into Focus, the 25th anniversary celebration of Truth Revealed International Ministries, Wednesday, April 1st, Friday, April 3rd, and Sunday, April 5th, 2020. We want to see everybody in the place. How many bodies? Everybody. For more information, visit truthrevealed.org. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at the Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at the Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. For a small donation of $5 for CDs and $12 for DVDs, you can obtain a physical copy of today's message for your personal library, or you can log on to our website and download the MP3 version. For your physical copy of today's message, when you write or email us, use reference number 1818. That's reference number 1818. To find out what's going on with Trim Nation, connect with us on social media by logging into Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or visit us at our website at truthrevealed.org. And now, here are Bishop Clark's final thoughts. It's healing for you. 
is healing for me. It's already done. Say that it's already done. I'm looking at scriptures about the blood and it's taking me through the Bible. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Look at the trail. Look at the trail in the scriptures. Leviticus is so bloody, but all of that was a metaphor of Jesus. He's the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way, not just before you get saved. He's the way after you get saved. He's the way and the life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father or remains with the Father but through him. I am the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. You must abide in the vine. You don't lose Jesus after you get saved and you don't need him anymore. You cling to him. We like to sing that song, cling to the old rugged cross, but you need to cling to the man of the cross. Salvation is not in the cross, it's in the blood. Y'all understand? Life is in the blood. But that cross represents his death. But you cling to the one now who's resurrected, who shed his blood for you. Can the church say amen?